You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus. And beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Brenton Not On Tour quarantine cast. Uh, one of the last times I was on tour was with my very special guest today, Mr. Q from New York City. How are you, sir? Yeah. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right. You've made your return. You joined me for um, uh, a cast uh, during the music cast, and we talked about uh, New York City, yes. old hip-hop, stuff like yep. that, and, uh, yep. and Q and I spent a lot of time uh, last summer together with Corn and Allison Chains, and since it seems that we'll never ever tour again, this is how we're going to have to communicate <laughs> in life now. Uh, as it goes, I, hope not. I know it's kind of crazy, but uh, what's shaking down there, man? How you doing? I wanted to get you on and uh, talk about uh, what's happening with Q in New York City and all that fun stuff. What are you doing right now, man? Uh, we we've been in quarantine now. I think we're approaching fifty plus days. Um, I've been abiding by the rules, no matter all of the chaos that I see online. Everybody's posting some sort of angle of this is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm actually here in New York. I'm just going to put my mask on and put my gloves on when I go outside. I'm going to spend most of my time indoors with my family and just, and just tough it out. But it is pretty surreal. Every time that I've ventured outside, you, uh, you go through so many different things from emotions to, to, to just the surreal vibe that you get from that. I, I did this thing where uh, last week I was getting a little bit of cabin fever. <laughs> like you do, like we all do, yeah. like I am. Yeah. 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 And uh, we just hopped in the car and we, uh, we weren't going to get out of the car. So we hopped in the car and we drove from Brooklyn to the Bronx in like record time, which normally could take from 40 minutes to an hour, probably took me about 25 minutes. It, it was like, like clear, like, and we, we, we made a detour and we drove through Midtown Manhattan, which is one of the hardest places to drive through. It's, I, 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 will, I normally wouldn't even drive there with my car. And we drove right down Times Square, looking at everything, and, wow. and it, it was trippy because it's like a zombie apocalypse. There. It's like yeah. a zombie apocalypse. It's like that yeah. Will Smith. What was that Will Smith movie? Right? Uh, legend. I yeah, am legend yeah, yeah. I am legend or something. Yeah, <laughs> people are rolling through there. That's weird. I um, I you know was when I was quarantined up and isolated, kind of lying in my bed and going through the, you know, recovery phase of my world. I uh, was watching a lot of sort of New York reporting i just I've, i'm really uh, fascinated by both the comos there as far as like 
um, how they communicate more than anything, not even from a political side. I just enjoy how these guys communicate with people. Uh, And then I started watching the um, battle back and forth of Bellasio and how he wanted to kind of roll out the the reopening and Como. So I want this podcast today. We talked a lot of music in the last one. Uh, If you guys want to review that, head back to the music cast, look for Q. We're talking uh, old school hip hop in New York City. But this one, I want to talk about the current state of New York City from the most New York City guy that I know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, have, a, have a bit of a chat about what, uh, what your thoughts are about that city and how it's going to recover. Because it's been pretty intense there. You guys have certainly had a lot of cases, a lot of deaths, and a lot of... Uh, yeah. You know, I'm finding out about this island where your where your where your misfit toys of of dead people go to. You know, yeah, which is weird, which is man. which is crazy, and uh, and just the different things that are happening to happen. So, what's the vibe right now in New York City from a New Yorker? What's the vibe? What what like what are you? What's in your brain right now? Well, the first thing I think of is is how unfortunately the politics have have played a little bit into our lifestyle where you see, you're starting to see a division of where, where I call them the rebellious type, where you got people walking around, no mask, no gloves, uh, as if nothing's happening and they don't believe it. And then you got somebody like me that I'd rather not, I'd rather not uh, risk it and I'll, and I'll follow the rules because I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. To me, those are the people you should be listening to. And I think what people take for granted is that uh, when they watch the news and they see these other states uh, trying to fight for whatever freedom they think they're losing, in those states, the separation between neighbor and space plays a big factor. Over here in New York, as you know, we live on top of each other. So that's why we got hit the hardest. We're, we're, we're a compressed city. so. When I, the first thing you notice when you go outside is just the rebellious type. There's, there's just a, a group of people that don't seem to care what the rules are or, 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 or seem to believe. And, and I find that unfortunate because that's, that to me, that stems from the politics that are going on right now. And it's, I'm not, I'm not digging that, you know? We're, I mean, we, Canada has its own thing. Like Toronto had a whole mess of cases and uh, same thing. They're on top of each other. Uh, out in Vancouver, we have a little bit more of an opportunity to go out into the wild, go out into right. the mountains, into the ocean and being able to go and see, you know, nature and kind of get away from people. You know, I can right. take my kids kayaking two kilometers or, you know, a couple miles out into the ocean when the tide's out. Yeah. And there's no one around. So we have that opportunity that we've actually flattened and they're loosening uh, our restrictions a little bit out here, you know, reopening public parks and stuff. We're not as on top of each other um, as you guys are in New York City. Right. So I feel like uh, you guys are going to take obviously a little, it's going to take a little longer to kind of have those regulations kind of come about. How long can the city sustain itself, do you think, though? Uh, in under the current conditions, I mean, because New York's the it, most famous city in the world, man. Yeah, I think it. it again, it it goes into the whole political thing. You know what? I I kind of like. I was I was talking to Fieldy, and I was reminding him that, uh, you know, when nine eleven hit, it was kind of like almost this. There are similarities as far as you see people kind of like 
shut down for a second and they're not sure what to make of what they just witnessed and it's pretty surreal. And then the politics come and step in. And, and I remember like one of the speeches that George Bush had made back then, people need to go out shopping. And you know, some people got in their head that they needed to go out shopping. So it all depends on how we, how we play it over here as far as the people that are guiding the ship and, and what they're signaling people to get into. So I, I personally think something like this looks like it's going to take way longer than what people are, are alluding to. And, and, and I'm prepared for that. Part of me is prepared for it because I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to see any more people die, unfortunately, for, from something like this. It's just, I'm kind of scrambled, man. I was watching Chris Christie talk and he's over in Jersey and, and his whole, the, 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 the headline or the footnote that they use was, well, people are going to die in order for us to get this right. And it's like, it's, it's, he's, he, I get what he's saying. It's just not something that, it's not the way I would have put it. There's certainly a difference in, in communication because right. I don't think anyone disagrees with that statement. I mean, honestly, right. it's, we've been educated enough that, if you're older, if you have chest and respiratory issues, I have cardio and it bothered me. So if anyone is going to, you know, we worked out together in Chicago. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I, it's all I have is is right. cardio. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no muscle there. It's just cardio. But if you, you know, if you uh, struggle with this, then it's going to affect you. So it's an un interesting to me that you say that because the difference in communication between like Chris and then governor Como and Bellagio and all these different people, how do you feel the regional leaders are doing? I'm happy with the Cuomo's. Uh, you know what? Growing up in Brooklyn, I understand all of them. I understand even when Trump talks, I get it all because right. it's kind of, it's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the original way we used to speak. It was very heavy handed very cut and dry and to the point. And obviously there's been this barrage of uh, sensitivity hitting us sure. as of late. So you kind of like, I'm kind of like caught in the middle of this tug of war between being sensitive to other people's feelings. But then when I listen to a Chris Christie or even a Cuomo at times or a Trump and I hear how heavy handed they are, I'm like, Oh, they just sound like my grandfather. You know, it's like, it, that, I, I understand that level of communication. I get it. I heard, uh, I mean, Como was on Stern a couple of weeks ago and, and um, Stern was kind of asking him about the relationship between him and, and Trump. And he's like, we're New Yorkers. So sometimes yeah. we get along and sometimes we're just going to, you know, I'm not going to let him talk shit about me. I'm going to call him out and vice versa. So um, it's an adjustment that the world is still adjusting to as far as how people communicate. It but it is interesting how Christie's communicating Hey man, people are gonna die. We're gonna just kill them off. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> then you've got then you got the other side, which is like, well, you know, we're gonna that might be true, but we're gonna say it like this. And uh, I wonder right. what I wonder what people want to hear. I I know for me, I, I be, like I said, I'm in this tug of war because there's this new level of sensitivity that you know there was a time in my life where I spoke like a Chris Christie or or a Trump. I spoke like that because that was my neighborhood. I'm from, I'm from Bensonhurst and Gravesend, Brooklyn. Sammy the Bull owned the club, you know, uh, on my avenue. So it's like, I understand that level of communication. And for so long, like I said, my grandfather, my cousins, they all talk like that. So 
then enrolls this cloud of you got to be sensitive. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't joke with this. And so you're trying to follow the rules and you're trying to get rid of this old, old way of thinking and speaking. But then when something this serious hits, you, it's like you said, you kind of question, well, how do I want this kind of news? Do I want it flat out honest or do I want it painted nicely so that I can relax and, and sip my chamomile tea as I'm getting my news? I don't know. Like, have you, you know? checked in on uh, Brooklyn Joe? How is he doing? You know what? He 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 teeters between being a rebel and wanting to wear his mask and and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> How does it? The one first thing I thought of it. I was listening to Talking Sopranos yesterday. Talking right. Sopranos. Uh, David Chase wrote a bunch of new lines for right. all the characters around the COVID. So right, I don't know right, if you right, talked right, to right. Brooklyn Joe lately, but is he giving you any winners? through this process he, he, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of pissed because all the cafes you know he, do, he doesn't want to do the curbside uh pickup he wants to be able to sit in the cafe have a cup of espresso you know read the paper or you know watch the game all, all of the shit that he's so accustomed to having it's been pulled away so he's kind of he's kind of annoyed you know he's like how, how dare this how dare this uh, virus disrespect my walk of life right? that's right because <laughs> the virus is now you know it's not that's, that's right. Respect. right 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 if i could whack it right <laughs> right right somebody needs to figure out how we can whack this virus out you know? does there is there anything open in new york city like what like what is the, for the short, base? For, that's the new thing that i'm not used to another thing that happened was yesterday again we hopped in the car and it was eight o'clock at night and everything was closed. And for me, that's like, that's mind blowing. It's like, in New York. whoa, yeah. or this, anywhere. this is wrong. But yeah. for me, that's wrong. Like I've been to places like when I go to Southern California, there's certain places that close really early. I'm from a place where nothing closes. So it's like, for me, it's like, wait a minute. What do you mean? I can't, you know, go to this place after 10. That doesn't make sense to me. It's right. like, and then you're teetering between fear, the fear mongering. I think it's fear mongering. So when I see a convenience store open, I, I'm, I'm kind of like in a place where I'm like, do I want to go in there? Is it safe to buy something? Do I have to spray it with Lysol? It's like, what, like, what are the steps I have to take? I just, I just want to get myself something, but I don't know, like, what's the procedure? It's not like I don't know. It's just like, you're kind of like, you're thinking like 7-Eleven is open and the, like yesterday we're driving by and 7-Eleven was open and the door was wide open and I'm like, sure, but do I want to like get like, let's say I want to buy like a, a, an iced coffee. Do, do I have to wipe it down before I bring it in my car? Like, like this sounds like too much of a procedure. For it's me, a bit right? of a process. It's a, yeah. you know, I would, I mean, everyone's kind of, we're, we're sort of just doing, you know, go shopping for groceries right. but it's a lot of outdoor stuff there's no you know it's really just get what you need and get out right which i think that, you know it's teaching the world you know the nine hour mall visit might be gone now <laughs> yeah are you gonna see i think I, and that's the other thing is that i i want people to get out of their their thoughts that we're going to return back. Me, this is my opinion. And this is from somebody who's been in New York during 9-11. And I bring up 9-11 because when all was said and done and the dust settled, it changed everything. It changed how we traveled. 
It changed how we got on the train. You started seeing armed uh, uh, mili yeah. military people on the train. That was new. And it, now it's common. You know, we're talking over a decade after, and now it's a common thing where, you know, traveling is not the same, and, and we kind of like put certain people in a basket of suspicion. Yeah. So now it's the same thing. It's like I, I personally don't think that, that this virus is going to end and we're going to just go right back to like being uh, arm over arm with each other. I think it's certain. I think certain people, like I said, we have these rebels that kind of don't see it. And then there's somebody like me that's kind of like more cautious where I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to a, a public gathering in New York city and, and be surrounded by people in order to see a concert. I don't know if I'm ready for that mentally. I know yeah. it's a definitely a break. We're all standing by to figure out what the, that's going to look like me, especially. So I could be cutting grass this summer and the fall <laughs> and the spring. And, you know, we know, who knows how that's going to go. Good thing. Uh, I cooked and I can maybe fall back to that, but then who's eating at restaurants. Right, Anyways, exactly. um, you keep busy. You're creating, you're writing music right now. Tell us about the band, buddy. What's, uh, I mean, you must be so, banging out some new stuff about that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That that's been, you know, one thing that uh, I do when I get on live feeds, I think that people, one thing that's therapeutic into the point of, of almost spirituality is I think that everyone should stay creative, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's writing a small play or, or painting or drawing or making music writing poetry, do something that's creative because as Rakim put it in his new book, that's when you become, you get into this place, whether you believe or not, but you get into this place of God consciousness. It's uh, Quincy Jones used to say when a good song was getting done, God was in the room. So to me, whatever your walk is, whether it's believing in a God or, or a supreme being or, or some sort of force or entity, you, you get into that realm because you're pulling something out of nothing, which leads to, for me personally, I've been playing a grip of guitar. Uh, I, I just got into film editing. So we did this thing for King's Bounty where we covered a song and we, you know, myself and the guitar player, we, he filmed on his roof. I filmed on my roof. He, he, nice. he emailed me his parts. I, I opened up the premiere of uh, film editing uh, program and, and I put it all together. We'll be releasing that soon. And, and I've been staying super creative, writing new songs for King's Bounty, getting stuff ready for Stillwell, and uh, another project I'm working on called Rodimus, uh, which is more metal-based. Been just staying focused. Music is my thing, so even though Fieldy has pushed me from time to time to paint, and I've and I've done that with him, and I've, I've I'm I'm done it at home, not as much as he does, because I'm more of a music guy. I like to pick up the guitar and just disappear into yeah. that realm of God consciousness. So, that, that's um, and everyone listening, that's uh, just tuning in for the first time. Fuley, of course, bass player from Corn, yes, uh, who we spent all time and is uh, great uh, friends with Q. Uh, didn't they? Didn't they hit the jackpot? And I mean this in a, a polite way. But releasing, yeah. <laughs> releasing, getting the tour out, getting another tour out, and then the shutdown. Because I mean, a lot of albums yeah. have got released and then bands can't tour behind it and everything. And they put out a great record. So people yeah. had a chance to see it. Um, and they're one of the, and obviously some things got canceled this summer with them, but that, um, yeah, was, we were supposed to, we were supposed to go out in the summer. Uh, we were I was trying to get on in. that. So we'll see if it comes back around, yeah. you know, we may see me again. We'll see. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. And they were supposed to prep for uh, the fall with Faith No More. I know. Not that sure was going to be great. On. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've, we've seen some interesting things. Somebody did like some drive-in concert. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's the same. I don't think that works for corn, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe if Fieldy comes and plays bass on top of your car or something. We'll it's see. Like, I don't, I don't, somebody showed a mosh pit and you see all the cars like crash into each other. <laughs> I was going to say, you do the jump, you do those cars with the, you know, with the suspension. So they only yeah. let those cars in. Right. Low riders. Low That's riders. right. Awesome, buddy. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really, uh, I love your city. I really want it to get better. I really want it to, to, to come out of it. I know New Yorkers always come out of this thing and, yeah. and uh will um as i said i'm a huge fan of your guy uh, down there do you think this guy runs in 24 do you think he runs i would love for it I, you know what he was somebody i wasn't paying attention to he was kind of like this an is automatic Com pilot Como, and, yeah. and yeah yeah now i'm watching him i like the way he talks i like his no-nonsense way and uh i like that too <laughs> I like that when he doesn't, he he's not mincing words. He's not he's not selling hope. That's what I thought was dangerous with some of these politicians was that they were in the beginning they were like, oh, we should have this done in a week and a half, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa don't, don't do that, don't do that, man. You know that's not cool. You know because then people, some of some people are too simple for that, and they and they just think that, and then they start to panic when they don't see results it's best to be like a Cuomo where he's like hey man I don't know this could this could go on like when you study history this could go on for over a year you know I saw some a musician there's a rap group a, a legendary rap group called the brand Nubians and uh they were signed to Electra uh, back in the day they're a big rap group and uh the one of the members his name is Sadat X and he had said if 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 you think that something like this is going to last for weeks. Just, just, he was like, just as a musician, this, just the way the system works, this is going to run for about a year before we can actually figure this thing out. This, there's so many moving yeah. parts and components that it's not something you could just flip the switch and we're all automatically all on planes on tour. It doesn't, it's not, it's not that cut and dry. And I agree with him. There's just way too many moving parts. Not to be, I'm not being pessimistic. I just want to be real, realistic about the whole thing. It's this, you know, this is not easy. No. We're, we're dealing with something we don't know. And so you got to be patient. You, know, you can't, ru can't rush with something you don't know. And, and then you start to think of people talking about how it's mutating. That in itself is scary. You know, we, what does that mean? You know, it's going to turn into something like, you know. So well, hopefully you know. it uh, doesn't have, you know, I, I'd like, I want to see what New York City looks like when it all you know, when it's all said and done and, and uh, we'll have you back on when that all goes down and you're able to go yeah, man. to your favorite coffee joint that we went to and yeah. some of those things. <laughs> and maybe I'll actually get to New York city again one day uh, when we get touring again and we can do it in person again, but yeah. yes. Yes. All right, man. Where can well, everybody, where can everybody find you online, sir? Oh, just uh, hit up for Instagram at Mr. M R underscore Q underscore unique. Or just go to uh, kingsbountyband.com. Or, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those, right, those two handles right there, you'll be able to, like, 
connect the dots and find me everywhere else, man. Sad of Brooklyn Joe for me. Tell him he can keep the 10 bucks. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was going to pay you back anytime soon. Well, he had that old, he's got that old Chevy Nova. He said that's all yeah. he needed for gas. So I just, you know, it's like, all right, here's the 10 bucks for the gas. He's like, Ten it's bu- fine. <laughs> 10 bucks in a Chevy Nova here getting too far. It's all good. Appreciate all right. it, brother. Be well. Be safe. Thanks, bro. I love New York City, uh, and uh, everyone that I know there is amazing and great. So be well, my friend. Thank you, man. Much love to you and your family, man. Good to see you. Take it easy. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.